Hey everyone, welcome to Aging Runner. I'm Chris and each month I explain ideas from the academic world and apply them to my life as a runner. I plan to run successfully as I age and I want to help other people do the same. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can also find this on most podcast platforms. And if you're listening, you can also find me on YouTube. All sources discussed are freely available, so you can check them out yourself. You can find the links at agingrunner.com. Hope you find them useful. So, as this is the first podcast, I thought I'd better introduce myself properly. I'm Dr Chris Fielding. I'm a head teacher and social scientist with an interest in how we acquire knowledge and how we make sense of the world. And I've been a runner since I was at high school and I'm now 54 years old. And like many runners, I ran successfully through my 20s and into my 30s. Then I started to pick up injuries. And I broke down completely in my late 30s and I had about five years where I hardly ran at all. Um, I was still a runner. I was just a runner who couldn't run. Um, And I I felt really like I was at the end of the road, but couldn't quite accept that. So I tried many different things like most people do. And eventually I sought a completely different way. And it's about 11 years ago now. um, I began to blog under the name of Barefoot Beginner because I ditched my shoes completely and I ran barefoot every day for an entire year. And my first run was 40 seconds. That was all my feet could handle. And then I built it up day by day. And in the end, I ran over a thousand barefoot miles across that year, including a barefoot marathon. And what that did was it completely, it took my, my running style, my running gear apart, and it, it rebuilt it from the ground up across that year. And I read and I wrote and I learned as much as possible as I could from those who knew more than I did. And I met some amazing people. And my running style completely changed and became embedded. And eventually I put my shoes back on and I, I now run pretty much injury free, mostly in shoes with the zip shoes with the zero drop, such as ultras. Um, I have a pair of Innovate trail shoes, which are zero drop, but really conventional shoes. Um, I run between about 40, 50 miles a week, or I am at the moment because I'm getting ready for Chester Marathon in, in a few weeks time. And I also run with my boarder, Colin Mack, who is around and about somewhere and will probably turn up um, and he's got a bit of a fan club of his own. And we take part in canny cross events, which we both love. But um, I'm getting older. I've got every intention of carrying on running through my 50s, my 60s, my 70s and beyond. And I want to give myself the best chance of doing that and help other people do the same. But I don't really know how to do that. I've got some ideas, but they're not very well developed. But I'm going to play to my strengths and I am quite tenacious and I am fuelled by and this restless itch of curiosity. I always want to learn as much as I can from those with expertise and experience. Um, my academic work applied that to my life as a head teacher, and now I'm go- I think I'm going to apply that same academic academic rigor to my life as an aging runner. And that's what this podcast is about. Um, and I need your help. I need the collective wisdom of the group. And I've got a purpose. This isn't just about living longer. It's about maintaining a good quality of life for as for as long as possible and how running plays into that and is a contributing factor and an outcome of that. I've got a starting point for what I think I know, a baseline position, which I've committed to paper because writing things down, it sort of wrangles the thoughts, that swirling mass in your head and makes you to commit to something. And this is what I wrote. I wrote... Those running successfully through their 50s, 60s, 70s and into their 80s have avoided being permanently debilitated through disease or physical injury and have stayed motivated through the years. And that seems really obvious. If I'm going to be still running in my 80s, I need to still be alive and not be debilitated by disease. 
So what can I be doing now that's going to improve my chances? And how does running play into that? The second thing is musculoskeletal and about staying free of debilitating injury. I know that we lose muscle mass as we get older, but again, what can I be doing now and what shouldn't I be doing now that's going to increase my chances? And the third thing was about being motivated to run and how running feeds into mental health and well-being. Because I used to believe that I could run well when my life was okay. But now I think it's probably the other way around. And I think life is much better when I'm running consistently. And I think running keeps me level. And I want to know more about that and why. And how can I optimise that and get the most bang for my buck as far as running goes? Is there certain types of running that, that do that better? And I'm interested in that. And finally, I, I know that there's a field of study out there that looks at ageing as a disease in its own right. Um, a disease that can be treated at a cellular level. And it includes things that we probably know about. Things like fasting and cold water therapy and exercise as a way of slowing down the ageing process. I know that there are these things called epigenetic markers of ageing. And I want to know more. So I've laid out the bones of a plan. I'm going to take that academic rigour that I've previously applied to my working life and I'm going to apply it to my life as an ageing runner. I've called it Chris's Ageing Runner Project or CARP for short, which seemed like a really good idea at the time, Uh, but it's kind of stuck or it's stuck for now. And it's basically an ongoing piece of action research where I read and I write and I run and I apply the things I've learned along the way. So the reading is about reading and listening to new things and that enjoying the exploration of new topics and, and letting that restless itch of curiosity run free sometimes and other times giving it some discipline and structure. And then to write and to talk because that's about processing and, and trying to articulate and understand and, and writing is a big, really important part of the learning process. And then it's about applying these things to our lives and my life as a runner. It's not enough to simply theorise. We need to do something with this stuff and take action. We learn so much more when we do that. And then we'll see how those original ideas that I wrote down stand up to scrutiny. And this podcast is part of that. So my plan is to release one a month for the duration, which, you know, might be the next 25 or 30, <laughs> 30 years or so. So so here we go. Let's have, Let's start by just having a quick look at a couple of things. The first article I reviewed on ageing, on ageing runner, looked at a link between hearing loss and dementia. What I've learnt is that dementia is a disease of midlife and not old age, which is what I thought. And it's what most people think. It's just that we see the symptoms in old age. And what I do now can affect my chances of developing dementia or not developing dementia in later life. And I've had this niggle about my hearing for, for a little while. But I kept putting things off and I've been putting things off for a while. And I've just learned to live with it. But then I read an article in the Sunday Times on the 16th of July by um, Emily Dixon. And in it, she states that there's about 900,000 UK residents living with dementia at the moment. And that dementia is the biggest killer in the UK. Now, that feels like something I should have known, but I didn't. And I'm not sure quite why that one's passed me by. But I didn't realise that dementia was the biggest killer in the UK. Historically, I've had dementia in my family. Feels like something I should have known. Led me to the main source in The Lancet, which used a study which used data from over 430,000 people. So a big study. And that study postulates about 8% of dementia cases could be prevented with proper hearing loss management. So in The Lancet, 
because they then started to read around. There were three other studies, each finding that hearing loss from midlife, which is where I am now, onwards, is a risk factor for dementia. But the wearing a hearing aid reduces that risk to the same level as for those people who don't have any hearing loss at all. And so what does that mean for me as an ageing runner? Well, if I'm going to run into my later years, I'm going to need to reduce my own risk of succumbing to a debilitating disease and dementia is the biggest killer in the UK. So it seemed sensible to get a regular hearing test. So I booked a test and I booked it a couple of weeks ago and found that I have moderate hearing loss in both ears. So I'm sitting here today with a hearing aid in each ear and it feels rather strange. I picked them up yesterday and I had them fitted and I can I don't really know I'm wearing them. But other than the fact that my voice sounds a little bit tinny, but I believe that that will settle down. But what, I've, what I've noticed is that I've been missing out on things and I'm really looking forward to going for a club run tonight. And those chats where we're running, I'm running alongside people through traffic and I can't see the faces. I've been missing out on a lot of conversations. I know the conversations are happening, but I've not joined in because I can't quite pick out what's being said. I think I'm really looking forward to running tonight and seeing whether I can join in those conversations. Um, I'll let you know how I go on. The second of today's read, it's a really moving post by a runner called Anne from North Leeds Fell Runners about her experience of a runner as she ages. She writes, An older runner feels invisible, slow, in pain. And I've read, and I've reread this post a few times over the last week or two, and it stayed with me because I felt that. That loneliness that comes when we get injured and drop out of our club scene. And that gradual feeling of becoming less relevant and invisible as we get older. So what does that mean for me then as an ageing runner? I think a post has made me think about the way I'm spending my time. And I've changed my social media use. No one at any age should feel invisible. Um, and I use Twitter and I'm finding myself looking for posts from runners where they've shared their achievements and no one's acknowledged them with a comment. And they've put themselves out there, but no one's replied. It just takes a few seconds out of my day to value what they've done and give an encouraging word or two. And it's given my aimless Twitter scrolling a purpose. And I'm really enjoying the connection I get because a lot of them reply um, and then we get into a chat and it's been really nice. So... I'm going to carry on with that and I'm going to commit myself to doing that um, a couple of times a day. And I've also volunteering at Park Run and it's also given my, my Park Run volunteering a purpose as well. I'm going to try and connect with every runner who goes past and a smile and a positive word cost me nothing. No one should feel invisible. Um, it's well worth a read, so thanks, Anne. So we're off and you can dive more deeply into those pieces and any other things I've been reading over the first month on Aging Runner on the website, uh, agingrunner.com. So that's aging with an E, the UK spelling. So go and have a look. They're, they're worth a read. They include a couple of things. One by the author and runner Richard Asquith, who you may know from his books Feet in the Clouds. That's that's where I found Richard Asquith um, about the fell running community up here in the north of England. And one thing that Richard Asquith found amongst older runners and master athletes was that the successful ones really value training um, with intensity, which that's that's really good news to me because I really enjoy that because it's a bit counterintuitive people think um, that we lose that intensity as we get older but the successful masters athletes didn't and there's a piece by an endocrinologist sort of hormone specialist on how running can help with raised cortisol levels as we age so that was a quick intro 
um, to let you know the purpose behind both the Aging Runner project and the podcast. So I want to experience the joy of running and maintain a good quality of life as I get older. And I want to help other people do the same. Um, when I wrote my first post on Aging Runner just over a month ago, I experienced a sense of almost it was a release. It was a bit like a dam bursting. Um, I said like I felt I'd been circling for years and I'd landed in a safe, happy place um, amongst friends. And I'm kind of getting that feeling now. We're all running the same race. No one should do it on their own. Um, I want Aging Runner to be a, a community of like-minded souls who recognise each other's efforts and offer support um, when it's needed. For me, that's about unconditional positive regard, where everyone's welcome, whether they're experienced ultra-marathoners or those thinking for the first time about taking up running, or even not. Um, it's for both young and the old. We're all ageing. Ageing doesn't belong to the old. We're all running that race. And it's about valuing and prizing the efforts of everyone. And finally, it's about allowing people to be the runner they want to be. Um, we're all entitled to that. Running doesn't belong to anyone. It's a universal human activity. I mean, if it belongs to any of us, it belongs to all of us. And life's too short to run anyone else's race. So run your own, whatever way you choose. I'd love to do a few interviews with some of you and take in some of your collective wisdom, but all in good time, eh? And we're not in any rush. For now, till next month, thanks for listening. We run, we chat, we smile. Bye.